The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Down the sideline, touchdown, and he looks the other way, and it's intercepted. Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Inside the five, Watkins to the end zone. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino and GEHA Insurance. And it's Rams with another touchdown. Here are your hosts, Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. An absolute disaster in Tennessee. The Titans win the game over the Kansas City Chiefs 35-32. Harrison Butker's 52-yarder looked like it was blocked at the end of the game there. I know we're going to want to get your phone calls in, 913-576-7610. Protein House, you the purpose text line, 69306. Patrick Mahomes in his return goes 36-50 of for 446 yards and three touchdowns, but it simply doesn't matter. The Chiefs' defense, not good enough in the second half. A complete miscue on what was a field goal attempt where James Winchester uh, looks like he snapped it too quickly. Dustin Colquitt not ready for it. Takes a terrible uh, intentional grounding penalty as he just tries to get rid of the football. Uh, one thing leads to another. Uh, the Titans end up winning this game by 35-32. to 32. Uh, The Titans continue to find a way to, to beat Andy Reid. And, uh, again, unbelievable loss by the Kansas City Chiefs in Tennessee. Uh, Hello to Jay Binkley. You know what? They've won uh, four straight now against the Kansas City Chiefs. They had come in this game winning six of the last ten. This is one of those what-if games. This is one of those games you hate watching the film, Pete, because you sit there and you say, why? You say, why did this happen? 28 first downs by the Chiefs, 19 for the Titans. Chiefs dominated time of possession, 37-45 to 22-09. That's a full quarter. The Chiefs had the football more. You have Mahomes over 400 yards, the three touchdowns. This is one you have to win. But once again, the Chiefs had no answer for Derrick Henry. As we saw, it was like shades of that playoff game. It was like deja vu with Derrick Henry running all over the Chiefs. 6'3", 247 pounds. Couldn't stop him at the end of the game. And the defense had their chance. The defense had their chance to win the game. And it looked like they did on that fourth down stop. They end up getting the ball back because of the errant snap by James Winchester to Dustin Colquitt. What a horrible play that was. What an important play that was. Giving the Titans life again to move down the field. Disappointing loss. You get Mahomes back. You had this, this synergy, this energy. ton of Chiefs fans made their way to Nashville. This is why these games are important, Pete. And once again, it's another close loss by the Chiefs. You know, all these are within one score. They're close. Even last year, the losses... Just these close ones or one or two plays, which this game was about one or two plays. You can't 
you can't score 32 points. You can't get uh, 530 yards and, and lose the game. I mean, to me, it's it's mistakes. It's some Andy Reid decision-making. It's just a lot of carelessness. It's not taking the Titans seriously enough. It is an abysmal run defense. You have the 68-yard touchdown for Derrick Henry, uh, the 23 attempts for 188 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Uh, we thought that the Chiefs' defense was coming along, and it simply isn't the case. You cannot rely on the Chiefs' defense for a stop against the Titans. How you think um, you know, they could play and perform well enough against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. They're not even close to that right now. It's the, that's, the, that's the honest truth. No, they're not. The third straight game, they've lost the fumble. It was uh, Damian Williams today with the fumble. It's the third straight game. They did it with McCoy. Not active for this game for Andy Reid. But these are the games you have to rely on this defense. And the bad part is this defense had been stepping up. And it had shown those signs against Green Bay. It had shown those signs against Denver. Green Bay game, the Minnesota game, where the Green Bay game, I wasn't happy because they gave five minutes and the Green Bay Packers just manned up and ran the football and only threw one pass by Aaron Rodgers. Then the last game, it started to come together. And I was like, all right, these guys are stepping up, stepping up because they don't have Mahomes. Well, here we are back again, Pete. Here we are back again. Mahomes is back and the defense isn't holding up their end of the bargain. How many times do we say this with Pat Mahomes? When he's back, can you ever have a good defensive performance with Pat Mahomes playing? It's like he's. Does every game have to come down to one possession with Pat? They they trust him way way too much. And you even joke about college and high school. It's like the guy can't play a Never, game without a reliable defense. Uh, we want to get to your calls. You can reach out to us on the Protein House with the Purpose text line six nine three zero six or call us nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Let's start with Claude in Joplin. What's up, Claude? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I just want to know, what, what was going on? Who, whose call was it when we were sitting at their 23-yard line with the two-point lead? We've got first down. Whose call was it to throw for three consecutive passes, man? Why are we not running the ball to kill that clock? We know we've got a field goal right there to go up by five. Whose call would that have been? Would that have been Andy's or would that have been Patrick's at the line? 100% Andy Reid. And unless, unless Patrick audibled into it, but I don't know if he'd do that. Andy well, Reid yeah, Andy makes play calls. Yeah, yeah, but see, I, I just don't get that, man. I, I'm thinking sometimes Patrick makes wants, wants to make these plays when he just wants to get the yards, man. And, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but my God, man, to make a call at the 23-yard line to throw the ball when you, they've got all three of their timeouts and we're trying to kill their clock, I, that's all I got, man. I, I, I just I'm, I'm sick about it. I don't I don't understand it. I, yeah, I don't understand I think that, it. You know what? I, I think that's missing from the Chiefs. They ran the ball okay today. Damien Williams, 77 yards, a 97 a team. That's not great. That's basically NFL average. The Titans, Derrick Henry carried it 23 times. Tannehill just three times. Those three times, 37 yards. It's 225 yards total by the Tennessee Titans. It's almost like they don't trust that time. The Chiefs did run the ball for 25 times. They did throw it for 51, twice as many passes than the run. They are missing that horse that they can trust at running back. They were, do- and I think at times maybe they don't trust the running game as much. Well, you can't. You got to remember in this game, Lashawn McCoy. He was a healthy scratch. Damian Williams has the key fumble early on in the game when you're up 10-7. That leads to a touchdown and really changed how this whole game I, I think kind of played out. And then you have the questionable decisions. The caller mentioned. Uh, the Claude, the 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 
calls to go uh, for a pass. Andy Reid fa- always favors the pass. And there was the third and two on the Tennessee 24 where he puts Patrick Mahomes back there. The pressure's too much, and he has to slide. And, and again, you could have run the football there, third and two at the Tennessee 24. You know what? You're right. And I thought the game play and a lot of the play calls with short passes, with the screen game was prevalent today for the Kansas City Chiefs. It was, it was play calls, I believe, to help a quarterback that's coming back from an injury. Yeah, it now, seemed Pat like he was the, a little bit quicker. He always had a, uh, someone to bail him out, like a he, check he down. He always did. He always had that check down available. And I, I thought he commanded the game relatively extremely well coming back from the injury that he had. He just can't He can't do everything. And the defense had their opportunity. I thought they were going to get that stop. It was Chris Jones came to play at the end of the game. He, play, he played the whole game. But Chris Jones, that nice push. I mean, it was a complete push. Manned up on the defensive line against the Titans. Forces in the Frank Clark's hands. Frank Clark end up, ends up getting a sack on the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I thought the Chiefs would have a good pass rush today. And you know what? They should have a good pass rush today. Now, Tennessee barely had the football, Pete. Kansas City Chiefs were 15 more minutes they had than the Tennessee Titans. The Titans gave up more sacks than any team in the NFL coming to this game. And Taylor Lewan, their best offensive lineman, played like horse crap at the end of the second half. The defense, the pressure is there. It's just you can't count on them for a stop. They're not reliable when it comes to these big-time situations. We thought it was improving, and this was an absolute disaster today. Let's continue with your phone calls. Uh, you can hit us at 913-576-7610. Fred and OP, what's up? I don't know about you guys, but this run defense, Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies could run on us. And if Granny caught a screen out of the backfield, this defense couldn't tackle her. That's on Coach Reed. I called in weeks ago and said similar things in the fact that the stupid penalties, we've replaced the Bengals as the Bungles. That kick attempt, the punter, I mean, the trying to throw the ball. I mean, there's just stuff going on well, here. Yeah, let me stop you there, Fred. Last year, number one in penalties and number one in penalty yards. This year, they came in this game 18th in penalties, 10th in penalty yards, and they've been decreasing them. You know, they had, before the Denver They're game, they had 22 penalties. Let me finish. Though. They had 22 penalties in two straight games, Denver six, against Green Bay three, against Minnesota four. So they only had seven penalties their last two games. It was a reversal of that today with the nine penalties. Right, right, but it depends on when it takes place. If I'm a cornerback and I'm causing them to get the ball at the five because I held for the 40th time, if it's, I'm just saying it's at the wrong times. It's time for Coach Reed to pull the entire team together and say the stupid, this wasn't the play of our team that lost. They're just doing some of the dumbest things. I don't understand how a professional NFL defensive team cannot tackle. Well, this this was, this was certainly embarrassing, Fred. There's no way about it. Ryan Tannehill came back and beat yeah. you. Ryan freaking Tannehill and the came Chiefs. down and beat the Kansas City Chiefs defense. They had, a, they had a chance to step up. And again, the way this defense has been playing, this new identity getting to the quarterback. Tannehill's 13-19, 181, two touchdowns, nothing special. You know what Tennessee did? And this is going to make analytics people pissed. And they're taking a hit because the Ravens are running the football. The Ravens ran the football and beat the Patriots. The Titans ran the football and beat the Chiefs. Save the you got to throw the ball to win. Not necessarily. 
We're seeing how we're getting beat. We saw the Patriots got beat. Yeah. It's by the ground. Even toward the end of the game, what was wild to me is Ryan Tannehill just willed this game. And him, he himself, like Derrick Henry is one thing. This is a big-time running back who has beaten you before. You know what he can bring to the table. The Chiefs couldn't tackle Ryan Tannehill. He was willing them the victory. It, it isn't flashy. Like you said, 13 for 19, 181 yards. But those three attempts toward the end of the game for 37, just getting First downs, getting into the end zone. Let's continue with your calls. Steven and KC, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hi, Steven. Hey, just wanted to say, uh, in perspective of everything, like it's not really that horrible of a loss. It looks bad now, but in perspective, we're playing for the playoffs. Uh, you know what time comes playoffs. we got to get a couple things uh, together. The defense did look super bad today. Um, got to make stops when they count the most. But uh, other than that, uh, turnover on offense, the special teams have to get it together. But other than that, I, I really don't think that it was that bad of a loss. It looks really the other bad. problem, it, it is another AFC loss. It's a bad loss because you are starting to get in this territory because if, you were, if you're a football fan. If this fan, is an NFC loss, different. It's an AFC loss. Yeah, but if you're watching the, the, the games today, right, and you see last week that the Baltimore Ravens defeated the New England Patriots, you see today just how – Damn good Lamar Jackson looks. Now you have your fourth loss, so the Texans have three. The Ravens, who look great, have two. You know the Patriots are going to continue to do what they do. It's starting to look like the bye is becoming less and less of a possibility for Kansas City, and that's where this one hurts. You're starting to get in that territory where you probably are going to win the division. Let's be honest about that. Again, it could get interesting. The, the Raiders have a soft schedule, but that bye, it is seeming less and less within reach. The Raiders are within one now. Right, I'm saying, but I'm They're, saying they said again that Raiders look shaky. The Chargers game that was that was for the Chargers to stand up, get a little bit nervous with that. But the Raiders are five and four, and the Chiefs. If the Raiders just, win a game, they'll they'll have the same record as the Chiefs. Like that, yeah. that's where you're at right now. I personally look. Look, the Chiefs are going to rebound from this. This isn't the end of the season. The AFC West is still going to go to the Chiefs. The bye is seeming like it's not going to happen. This was a terrible loss for that because they you need to start taking care of business, and the Chiefs certainly didn't do that today. Johnny in KC, you want to talk about the third down pass? Yeah, uh, we could talk about you know the defense, the penalties, yeah. you know James Winchester and all that. My biggest my biggest issue is after that fourth and seventeen stop, we get eight yards on two carries by Damian Williams, and I feel like we could have just ran out the clock. If we got if we got two yards on a first down, uh, if we would just ran the ball one more time, you know, I don't think that was a situation where we needed to try a rollout pass. You know, and that's his play calling right there. I'm not one to question Andy Reid. I know he's one of the best play callers in the league. You know, clock management aside, he is a great play caller, but that was I don't think that was the time for that call. At third and two right there, understandably, there was this whole thing before the game where James Palmer is reporting that, they wanted to give LaShawn McCoy a break, give him a blow, get him fresh down the end of the stretch. But LaShawn McCoy, maybe if he is available in this game during that play, he's the type of guy that you put in on third and two and say, go win us the football game. It seemed like they didn't have enough confidence, even though they had just run twice in a row with Damian Williams, give the ball to Pat. He gets the pressure, has to slide, and then all of a sudden uh, you don't get that and you and you take the ball out of your own hands to control the victory. Well, and especially if you were going to use McCoy or Darwin Thompson. You gave the ball to Darwin Thompson one time. Negative one yards rushing the football. He got, got it one pass, one pass for eight yards as well. So you didn't really use him. Might as well use McCoy in this game. And I, I'm not sure. Maybe they were trying to rest him. Maybe they were telling him. He did tweet out right before the game, coming off the playing business trip. He's all dressed out in the suit. It's something you usually don't tweet if you planned on not sitting. Now we're sitting. 
The news gets a little worse for the Kansas City Chiefs. Emmanuel Ogba has a torn pectoral muscle per mm. Andy Reid, which I believe that will end the season. Leads the team in sacks. Had one today. Um, it's nice to get Frank Clark back. They need to get Okafor back. Um, that is one position they have some depth, but you definitely don't want to start keep losing the depth. And, and with Frank Clark, you got to keep an eye on the neck and how's he going to be performing. Emmanuel Agua, too, is one of those players who is coming on. Once the game start, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's just who's out there to me. And Agba, regardless, he's not this high-ticket player like Frank Clark, but he was playing especially well. Five and a half sacks. Had one in the game today. A a tough. That's a tough one. That's not, a tough loss. Not to mention the twentieth pa- twenty passes defended. He's actually got more than Chris Jones. They came out of the same draft. Five picks apart. Please come and uh, get involved. Six nine three zero six. That's our protein house. with the purpose text line, or you can call us nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Let's continue with our friend Reggie from Anaheim. What's up, Reggie? Hey man. So listen, I'll make this short and sweet. I'm not even mad right now. Like, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm not mad. You know why I'm not mad? Because I realize that this just isn't the team that I thought they were. I don't think they are a Super Bowl team right now, not with this defense, regardless of who, who's at quarterback. When it comes down to crunch time, I just don't have a lot of confidence that this defense can hold their end of the bargain. So my expectations have now dropped. Will they make the playoffs more than likely? I don't even think it's a, it's a, it's a, foregone conclusion that they're going to win the, win, win the division at this point. Like, I don't have any trust in the defense, like, at all. Like, they're spotty at best. They'll have a couple good games, and then they'll go right back to what they were. So I'm, I'm not angry. I'm not emotional. I just realize that this is not the team that we think they are. And for us to continue to think of them as on the same level as the Patriots or even the, the, uh, the Ravens, I think it's just, it's just foolish. I think we all need to take a step back and and let this let this just play out because I just don't think they're gonna they're just not the team that I thought they were. But here's the thing about it: we could call Reggie. Here's the thing about it, Pete. Um, this defense is better than last year. They can't keep taking the hands. But that's not and saying anything. No, no, but they are they are better. But here's the problem. But that that, that defense was the worst. But, here, but here's the problem: any defense would be better. But is the offense worse than it was last year? I think you would have to say yes at this point because this offense comes in this game sixth in the NFL in total yards. It's not like last year. This, this, you know, it's we barely seen Tyreek and Patrick together. It's not been the fun. But that's gun why. That's why they haven't been as good. I mean, you saw them today. They connected for 157 yards. Well, they're averaging 28 points a game. That's far this different is, than it was last year. Has nothing to do with the offense. They're like you compare it to you compare the defense to last year. Of course, they're going to be better. I mean, you could bring in anybody, and they may they may have a better combination than they did last year. It just isn't good. It's just still isn't good enough. We got excited for three games. I was guilty of it myself. But in a big spot against Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, you couldn't you couldn't stop them. And 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 it and it's tough. And and Reggie's completely right. You question whether okay, if you can't if you can't stop a Titans team, if you can't stop Ryan Tannehill, what the hell are you going to do in a big spot against Lamar Jackson or Tom Brady? Yeah, and this was Ryan Tannehill leading the game winning drive. Here's the thing, and there was a ton of Chiefs fans. Here's the Raiders' remaining schedule. Look at it; it's, it's not it's not it's not as tough as you think. Versus the Bengals. Win. At the Jets. Win. Crap, crap. At the Chiefs. That's a big game all of a sudden. A huge game. Versus the Titans at home. I'd give the edge of the Raiders on that one. Versus the Jaguars at home. At the Chargers. They just beat the Chargers. Then at the Broncos. That's not exactly a juggernaut there, right? I mean, it's not like the Chiefs. That's a soft schedule. That is a soft schedule. That's who the Raiders have remaining. The Chiefs, Chargers, Neutral Field. Mexico City, then versus the Raiders. At the Patriots versus the Broncos, 
at the Bears and the Chargers. The Patriots is the big difference between the Chiefs and the Raiders' schedule. You you had a game today where Pat... But they got the Bengals and the Jets, man. You had a game today where Pat... Honestly, if you watch that game and you're a diehard Chiefs fan, you and I... You watch this game with Patrick Mahomes, right? He doesn't even look like him, himself still. I, again, he still seems he's, he's favoring something. You know, the right, right knee, whatever it is. He just doesn't look like... He's still throwing jump passes for touchdowns, 446 yards, uh, 36 of 50. Like, to me, if he puts out that effort and you have Tyree Kill playing the way he is, that's got to be enough. 32 points has got to be enough, and the defense just not able to do it against a Titans team who's not that good. It's just they're not that good. And, again, you, 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 your whole offseason program, your whole offseason goal was to improve this defense and you can't beat the Tennessee do, Titans. Do you a key think, game in the middle of the year. Do you honestly think this offense is as good as it was last year? I last, think, last year they averaged a touchdown more. You per had game. two games where Matt Moore played. I'm just saying. I understand that when everyone's healthy. But yeah. even even when Matt Moore before when, he came in there, they was they were dipping down to third when, and fourth. When everyone's healthy, they are comparable. They're missing. When healthy, they're missing a they're missing right now. I think a reliable running. Well, back. That, that, that exactly. They're missing a reliable game. That's a touchdown less per game than they had last year. That's significant. Steven in the Lenexa, what's on your mind? Hey guys, what's going on? Hey, um, you know I I think we have to reevaluate late game situations. It's obvious that Minnesota and Green Bay were a mirage um, against elite runners. We really ought to just capitulate and let them score in late game situations and conserve the clock because we can win. We can win shootouts and go to the Super Bowl. We just have to get out of this mentality that we can stop Derrick Henry or anyone that's good, Sony Michelle. Uh, we have to get in the mentality of the old send, uh, the old Chargers and just do it like fifty-four to fifty. I mean, but listen, this this proves. Yeah, but you got to do it better than that because the Chargers didn't win crap. Well, we have to we have to try something different. This proves that we are not we are not going anywhere playing this philosophy. We are not we are not going to do any anything. And so you have to try something different. We lost Ogba. We have to go into that mentality. The Patriots do it all the time. The Patriots say, hey, just march down there and score. Right. We want the ball last. We're confident that we're going to win. And our coaching staff is still locked into that mentality of, oh, we're, we're, we're a good defense. We're, we blitz all the time. Well, we just found that they're a fraud. And we need to start something. So I, I don't. I don't really care if we give up fifty points as long as we win. I, I know that. I know you're not supposed to say that in the NFL, but I'm perfectly fine with allowing. Let them score. Let the other team get a field goal or score every time, as long as we get seven. So mm. that's that's where we're at right now. We're not going anywhere unless we change our philosophy. I uh, think. He Thank wants you, to believe Steven, in this defense. He wants to believe in this defense. Andy Reid does. He believed in it for the Packers. Gave them the ball back five minutes. Here, here's the thing. This game came down to a couple things, Pete, and you and I talking about this in the beginning, and it's that chance to kind of put that nail in the coffin. Fourth and two at the Tennessee 12. They decide on a field goal. Well, You said you would have gone for it in that situation. I would have because this offense was running. Right. It was in sync. They were tough to stop. You had just picked up game. 17 as well with, yeah. the, with the pass to Kelsey. Yeah, I would, have, I would have probably gone in that situation. Again, use your offense as your best weapon because it clearly is. And later in the game, fourth and two at the Tennessee 43, they went they got that first down. That was important uh, for the Chiefs to get it. A lot of people talking about that third and two. Why are you passing instead of running it? Here, here's what it comes down to. And, I, and I'm all about running the football. I'm all about running the football. I don't think we have that guy right now. 
But here's the thing. On third and two, do you want the ball in Pat Mahomes' hands or Damian Williams? That That's your choice. Of course, it's Mahomes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't blame I – I, I do not blame that blank call. But to, to that last caller's point, and Steven, I can understand where he's coming from. Like John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens, they right from the gate with the Chiefs game. They came out and said, we're going to be going for it on fourth down. We're going to be aggressive. That's the perfect example. If you can't trust this defense – and listen, they can be average. Today was really below average. Uh, it felt like if it's somewhere in that range, right? Keep the ball in your hands. If you're fourth and two on the Tennessee 12 and you have a 7 nothing lead, go for that. At fourth and two on the Tennessee 12, go for the – get as many points as you possibly can. And that way you can make the Titans a little bit more one-dimensional from get-go. And then all of a sudden your defense has an advantage because it needs every advantage it can possibly get. You know what else I thought was really bad today? And it, it showed its ugly head at various times. And, and it's special teams. McCole Hardman fielding a punt, unexcusable. They need to take that Tony Ronamo audio and play it for him. I know Dave Tobe got in his ear, and we saw Reed kind of getting after James Winchester there at the bad snap. Special teams was horrendous. Hardman taking the ball inside the five-yard line league. It's unexcusable. You can't do that. I mean, look how far we are into the season. The Chiefs have played 10 games, and you still got Hardman catching punts inside the three. You can't do it. Now, he showed exceptional speed and wide receiver. Punt returners, not his thing right now because he didn't know when to let it go. Kenny Rogers, no one to hold him, no one to fold him. He doesn't know when to fold him. That's a real problem for McCole Hardman. The snap from Winchester, to, to, again, it's those little things. You know, we want to blame the kicker a lot, but it comes down to that snap, that hold, everything. Colquitt did anything he could there. There was nobody open because they wasn't a fake. You can it make- was just a bad snap. And, again, that cost him. But special teams does come back in and haunt you. The missed extra point. I mean, all these things are special teams. I thought the special teams had a rough, rough day. You can make the case right now, and I know they're trying to develop McCole Hardman, but you can make a case right now, and I know some fans are against this because of how important he is to the offense. We saw that today with 150-plus yards. But you can make the case that they have to have Tyreek Hill back there, not only because he's the best option, but because McCole isn't an option. I just don't think he's ready to be a punt returner. And you look at the margin of this game, 35-32. to if Tyreek Hill is your punt returner the entire game, you may win it. You may win the game. And he might not season. even return the punt. Exactly. I mean, it goes out of bounds or whatever. And here's the thing, though. I know that third and two, you know where I'm, I'm talking about where people are saying they should have thrown the, ran the ball instead of Toward the, the end of the game. Well, here's the deal. On fourth and two at the Tennessee 43, what'd they do? They passed the ball to Damian Williams. It was a pass. But no one's complaining about that because it worked. Right, right, right. I, I mean, it, it all it all is hindsight. You know, if they pass that ball and they go for a first down and they win the football game, it's a great decision. That That is a little bit hindsight. It's 20-20, but it is two yards, and, and you can understand the frustration. I think the bigger frustration, more so than decision for me, is the Chiefs don't really know what the hell they're doing at running back right now. They really don't. They don't. A couple weeks ago, it felt like LaShawn McCoy was the best option, and that wasn't close. Then Damian Williams suddenly has his 91-yard run last game, which is where he looked really good. He didn't really do great the rest of the game, but here the Chiefs roll with him. Don't even dress McCoy. And then Damian Williams has a key fumble in this game. So that's a bigger problem. 3.9 yards per carry as a team running the football. Uh, Damian Williams did have 77 yards, 4.1 yards per carry. Again, that's not, you know, that's not, not flashy. It's pretty average. 913-576-7610. Going back out to the phone lines. Pete in Rhode Island. Like the name, Pete. Thanks. Um, I just want to say that I really don't think it's a game 
management thing. I think it's a coaching scheme thing. Andy Reid is a great offensive mind and a play caller, but whatever he's doing and the people that he are, he is picking to run this team is backwards. I don't understand Dave Tobe. I don't understand what they're doing. I feel like they're just going through the motions because they have Patrick Mahomes. When they don't have Patrick Mahomes, everybody's locked in. But when they get Patrick Mahomes Thank you. Back, Thank you. Thank you're you. welcome. Yeah. Great call. No, thank you for saying that. By the way, happy birthday, Pete. Yeah, real, real uh, thrilling birthday for yep, me today. Yep. Thank um, you. What's interesting about Dave Tobe, and, and I will say this, it, special teams have been bad lately. They've been bad this year. This is the first time since 2013 it really feels like but, but th- special a, teams have been a thing. That was unexcusable high school type stuff. I understand. I'm like, just, like you're 10 games in the season. You have one of the best coaches in special teams in the NFL, and you're not letting the ball go. You're catching inside the three. These are things you're taught in peewee football, Pete. I guarantee you the Pop Warner fields around here – Teach that. Here's an NFL team. NFL team with Super Bowl aspirations has a guy doing that. It's unbelievable. What I'm saying is it may be less Dave Tobe and maybe more of Tobe with this organization trying to make use of their top pick. There is an aspect to that because, like I said, it's not like special teams – have been bad in Kansas City. It's been bad this year, but he's been here the entire time. That Andy Not Reed only that, but just getting him involved in the game. Both Hardman right. and Demarcus Robinson Hardman. combined one catch for five yards for the last game against the Vikings. That was different. Hardman showed that speed. And that, I mean, that we're all talking about the Mahomes jump pass, which was great and unbelievable. But Hardman breaking away there really showcased that speed. And that's the thing this team could do. And the other thing, too, is going to Andy Reid's play calling. There were some things I did like. One, I like that, even though they just did it once, putting Tyreek Hill in the backfield. That creates so many mismatches when he lines up in the backfield. And not only that, I thought Tyreek Hill played extremely tough today. He broke a lot of tackles. Four times he broke a tackle to the Titans, got those extra yards. That was important. I also like the shovel pass, Cole. The fake handoff by Pat Mahomes and the little shovel, the little flip to Travis Kelsey. I mean, there were some good things, but again, you got to do it for four quarters. 100%, Hundred percent, and Andy Reid has his moments, but in the losses, sometimes the mistakes are—it feels like they're avoidable. And I think that's the toughest thing. And sometimes in these losses, you're like, man, it, it seems a little bit simpler than maybe the Chiefs are making it when it's on the sideline. Let's go out to Aaron in Dallas. What's up, Aaron? Hey, what's up? Uh, well, two quick things. The first thing with Tiger Kill, he doesn't need to be back there doing punts or any of that other stuff. He almost got hurt today. He's too important to the offense. They just need to figure it out. But he's too but important. often he doesn't even get it, though. Yeah, he doesn't it, get it. It's tough to get hurt if they're not kicking to you. I agree with you, B, but if he if he, get, if he gets hurt on a punt, just think what the reaction would be. Think what your reaction would be. Here's the thing, saying. though. You, you, want him, you want him to do it. I'm with you. You want him to do it in the postseason or non-contested yeah. games. When games are close, he's my guy. Yeah, if games are cl- games are too precious in the NFL, the game is close. He's my guy. If the game's not close, he's not the guy. And real quick, the second thing, the biggest play of the game by far, by far, today was Dave. Well, you could you could understand the frustration today. Team, yeah. You could understand the frustration uh, of Chiefs fans uh, today. Let's go out to Chief in KC. What's up, Chief? Yeah. Hey. Uh, so really, what this comes down to is. Uh, it's a mindset on defense. If you got Tannehill carrying your defensive back on his back, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I would cut. I would if I was Brett Beach, I'd start cutting people and saying we're gonna we're gonna get anybody we can and pay them a lot less to, to have an opposing team's quarterback carry us on our on their back running for a first down because that's a mindset. 
I understand the philosophy, but it's awful tough this time of year. I know what you're saying, though. That's embarrassing. It was a situation where at the end of the the game, there's no way other other way to put it. Ryan Tannehill willed the Titans to victory. Willed them the victory. Tannehill wore the backpack. He put the team on his back. He he really did. And 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 between him and, and Derrick Henry, the Chiefs just weren't able to stop anybody. Timmy and Casey, what's on your mind? Hello. Hi, Tim. Hey, how you doing? I think this is uh, on Andy Reid because uh, you can't get two yards. I mean, you know, without throwing the ball, I mean, I would just hand it to have Tyreek come around and hand off to him. I'm sure Tyreek could have got it. You know what? You know, that's not a half bad thought because even on a jet sweep or something like that, Tyreek Hill was getting yardage yeah. left and right on this team. And Andy Reid, too. Well, let's put it this way. That that at the end there, we we forget how great Pat Mahomes was to bring him back in field goal position. That was a makeable field goal. Yeah, that Pat Mahomes did lead him down there to do it. Right. Should have had an extra timeout. I felt Andy Reid blew one on that two point conversion. It didn't really matter because they didn't even need because the Chiefs' defensive alignment was screwed up in several situations because they ran exactly where Tony Romo said they were. Tony Romo knew exactly where the Titans were running. If they would have just handed the ball off to Derrick Henry. And he would have got the touchdown. Instead, he went to Tannehill to power through. But the Chiefs blew a timeout right there, a precious timeout. Don't you want Pat with three of them? You can't take that timeout at the end of the game. No. You can't because they're probably, with the way that your defense is, the way the flow of the game is going, they're probably getting those points regardless. I don't know if it necessarily impacted the Chiefs. They were still able to get their field goal try with uh, time running out. But to me, again, it's one of those late-game situations where you're like, Andy Reid, man, you are so smart. You are such a great play caller. You're so creative. Yeah. How could you not figure the clock out? It, it is always an issue. It's uh, hard to figure out. the clock out if you're worried about what call, what play to call next. You're saying that he should be handing the play calls to No, to he's, the, he's clearly the best play caller on this team. I'm just saying it's tough. It's tough at times to do both. It just is. You have a lot of assistants. There's got to be somebody. I'm there. with you. Yeah. I'm with you, but that's what Chili was here for. That's what Chili's job. I mean, it feels like he's had issues every year. Rick in Springfield, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, <clears throat> this team is not winning the Super Bowl. We can say all we want of, hey, the defense just has to be average or whatever, but they've proven time. I mean, Ryan Tannehill just carved us up down the field. You could put slapping the butter pants back there, and our defense wouldn't be able to stop them. That's, that's, uh, that's, when, that's, that's what hurts. When you say Tannehill beat us, that, that, that hurts, man. I mean, it's yeah. true, 100% true. I mean, the defense can play well for a period, but it's when it counts. And in the playoffs, every possession counts. So that's why this team's not winning the Super Bowl until they get a serviceable defense. I'd I'd go butter pants running for 55. You got to start with next week, and you have to get that win. It it, it has become now, once again, I think we at the beginning of the year we were very excited. I was very excited. We were looking forward to this Week 14 Patriots matchup. It's become become an every week season. You no win as of now is guaranteed anymore. You're not gonna you're not just gonna walk in and beat anybody. I, I am not confident though. about anybody. This is the NFL though. Every week there's games that shouldn't have happened. Just like the Saints losing at home the Falcons shouldn't have happened. The Patriots getting spanked by the Ravens shouldn't have happened. You know, every year, Pete, you go look at the last five Super Bowl champions. Each one of them is spanked. Last year the Patriots started one and two and were hammered by Detroit twenty six to ten. Then they won a Super Bowl. This thing happens every year. The bad part for me is, for the Chiefs, the thing about the Chiefs is so frustrating, you play the woulda, coulda, shoulda game. You know why? You always do. Because it's coming down to one or two plays, man. They are not getting spanked. 
They are not. They are getting the best effort from every team when they play them, and they are not losing by a touchdown. They are not losing by double digits. They are not getting destroyed. Just not. They're hanging right there. Should have won the games. You can look back at all these. Should have, would have, could have. No, it, it is true. And, I mean, Reed will say that constantly, that it is always this game of inches. And I know it is an expression, but – it's rare, too. I mean, with Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if the Chiefs have ever lost by more than a score. I don't think they have and since Mahomes has taken over. And so it's the little things, and it drives you crazy when yeah, you look at the line. they lost 19-13, 31-24, lose the Packers 31-24. This state's the 2018, though. I don't 35-32, and you go back to last year, in all those games were close with the Chiefs last year uh, where they lost the games, and they were all close. That's the thing about Patrick. He's going to keep you in the game. Because that's what he did. That's why he needs the defense to step up. You look last year, 43-40 to in New England. 54-51 to with the Rams. Again, two field goal games right there. 29-28 to to the Chargers. One-point loss. And then 38-31 to against the Seahawks was the biggest margin of defeat since Patrick Mahomes. Seven points against the Seahawks. That is the biggest margin of victory. Patrick Mahomes is the ultimate cheat code. The bottom line is, if he throws for more than 400 yards and you put up 32 points, you can't lose that football game. Let's read a couple of texts from the Protein House Eat With a Purpose text line. You could get at us at 69306. Uh, from the 816, the offense should have dominated that Titan squad. That's on Andy. Defense should have stacked the box for Derrick Henry, but Spags didn't adjust. That's on Andy. Uh, keeps, keeps saying that's on Andy. Uh, Wait, but pause real quick. That Titans was the best. The defense was the best unit they had. They were. They were. Uh, you look how good the Titans' defense was this year. Seventh in points against. Got to get a stop if you're the Chiefs. They were, they were seventh in points against. Total. De- Chiefs went over 500 yards on the Titans. They were 13th best defense in football. This was actually a really good defense from the Tennessee Titans. It really was, and they were able to dominate more than a quarter the time of possession against the Titans. Eight one. Pat Mahomes threw for over 400 yards against that defense. From the 816, Andy Reid is baffled by the clock. That doesn't give me hope. Uh, from the 620, can you guys talk about the offsides miss call? I did see this uh, again. If you go back and look at the final kick, it, it does seem like there was a Titan toward the left side of the line that maybe could have jumped. I, I understand where that could be a concern. If it's missed, if it's not, you're still in a football game with the Tennessee Titans where you have a nine-point lead late. you got to find a way to win that football game, and it should never come down to one play. I'm never going to be someone that says, oh, the referees blew this call. That's why you lost the game. It is interesting if you want to go back and look at it, but there's nothing you can do about it now. No, I know. From the protein house, he with the purpose text line, Andy needs to go. You're please, gonna... please, all caps, couple exclamation. Please follow it up with who would you hire right now? And from the 512, Andy. He's what, Andy the NFL all-time wins? Andy is overrated. Um, from the 816, you're seeing a lot of it. He's, he's an offensive genius until it matters. Then he outsmarts himself. Five NFC title games, one AFC title game, been to a Super Bowl. I get it. He doesn't have a ring, but who else are you getting? Andy's just fine. Right, right. I, I A lot of the Philadelphia fans, when Reed moved on to Kansas City, I know that they were saying some of the things about, you know, the frustration, frustrations, and, and, and it does come up. It, it feels like in bigger games, not usually games like this, uh, there are mistakes that are made, and, and they, they make the difference when it's good football teams. Again, this is a tough win, but there's a few of these each year with Andy Reid that are just baffling. And it's hard to say because I guarantee you, if Winchester doesn't screw up that snap and the Chiefs win, I think people are looking at Andy Reid like they did last week. I do. It, it's that close of a game, screwing up a snap like that, giving the Titans good field position. This is Colt quit uh, ineligible with the, uh, the, the pass that he made where they got the penalty 
on that as well because nobody's down there. He threw the ball away. You can't do that. But it's little things like that that Andy Reid doesn't have any control over. I think the biggest thing with Reed, and this is where he's great. They practice that stuff all the time. You got to remember how hard it is to make the playoffs in the NFL. And Andy Reid finds a way to do it most seasons, which is an incredible feat. Where you start to get concerned with Reed, and this is, is, is just in these big games toward the end of the year, where there are exact points of the game where you could look at it and say, what happened here? So we said about Marty. What's the thought process here? What, why is this the decision? And it tends to, to, to bite him in, in what feels like the bigger games. There are a handful of games. If you go back and look even, even in just the Chiefs tenure, where you, you, you say, wow, they got shocked that day, which does happen in the NFL. This hopefully is one of those cases, and the Chiefs can kind of gather themselves and find a way to beat the Chargers in Mexico City. But again, it, Andy Reid hurts himself, I think, sometimes by his successes because he finds a way to make the playoffs every year, but he just hasn't managed to get it done. And that is what, what's most frustrating for what was Eagles fans and is now Chiefs fans. Protein now, see with the purpose text line, ask if we'd fire the defensive coordinator. Here's the only way I would do it is if he's not listening to the assistants. And you have other assistants with better, you know, vision for the game. If, if you're not, but he doesn't seem like. And he handpicked like, his assistants. But if, yeah, exactly. But if you don't feel, and I don't see that or hear that, that there's contention. If there was contention and you thought that Brendan Daly or Matt House could do the job better, you make the switch. But I haven't really heard that. I haven't heard any dissension between the coaching staff this, and Steve Spagnuolo. This defense it, last year was horrendous. And it just it, it, it sometimes takes a couple of years to, I think, rebuild an entire defense. He had a perfect position. You know, you, you, you know, go nowhere but up. It, yeah, it makes – I mean, progress sometimes won't happen until you have the pieces in there and, and guys play together. There are points of the defense and points of the personnel where you can focus in on, and, and it feels like, shoot – the Chiefs really made mistakes there. Like, I look at Chris Jones right now. I mean, if you take an outlier part of this game, he is clearly the best defensive player. The only reason that Frank Clark was able to get a sack today, that was a gift from Chris Jones. And it is just a microcosm of the problem that was caused by potentially he, the decision-making. He showed up at the end of the game every single Every play. play, the entire game, he's clearly the best player. Without Chris Jones, I don't know what this game looks like. He was the only one that was maintaining consistent pressure, I thought, on Tannehill all game. Agba was another one, but now here he is, torn pectoral muscles. He's probably out for the year. It's good news that that's a deep position for the Chiefs. This from, and hopefully Oak 4 comes back at some point. And here it is. This from Kansas City Stars' Sam McDowell. Frank Clark told me he's been dealing with a pinched nerve since training camp. Mm. Couldn't feel two of his two of his fingers. I've been playing timid. So there you go. Uh, finally, it comes through that Frank Clark has been dealing with what sounds to like somewhat of a major injury it's not good. That next back is it involves your hip. It affects your hip, your back, everything else. And, yeah, there's a reason. I mean, I think Ogba and Tano at times show as much as Frank. But, you know, Frank does show up at times. and he's, If he's playing hurt, he's playing hurt. That's what they have injections for. The, a pinched You don't nerve. want to hear it, but that's why they have them. A pinched nerve where you can't feel two of your fingers. Not good. This is just the beginning, I think, of what is going to be a bigger story because whether he should be on the field at all with when you can't feel your fingers – that is a major question that I'm sure is going to start to become a thing here in Kansas City over the next week. A pinched nerve. He's been playing with that since training camp. That does not sound he looked something. great in training camp. That does not sound like something that saw it. he should be playing with. Ryan and Casey, what's going on? Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm trying to figure out the first half of the game. We 
put a lot of pressure. We blitzed. We were in the backfield. We were making Tannehill try to make plays. The second half of the game, it's almost like we get conservative. We're scared to lose. We're banking on our line, getting pressure. Chris Jones solely. And I, I guess I'm trying to figure out why that is. Now, there was a few blitzes towards the end. You remember that one Frank Clark or, uh, or, or Jones pushes through? Then uh, Tyron Matthew was right there, man. I mean, he was right there. Excuse me, Thornhill was right there. So, he, they were blitzing I, safeties a little bit. It just seems like it's less in the second half, and that's ultimately why we let mediocre quarterbacks like Tannehill carve us up. And then the second half of almost every game, we're letting running backs just run wild. Granted, Henry's a stud, but – you know, substitute Henry with someone else, and that's been the case second half. Henry's a stud, but he was averaging 3.9 per carry this year. I mean, he is yeah, good, but, and he's a stud, whether it's but to, yeah. Today or, today or week past, the second second half of games, we're letting running backs have the best game of their life. Yeah, well, he was um, he was a man-child today, no question about it. Derrick Henry averaged 8.2 yards per carry. 8.2 per carry. And it's not like he's been— Tannehill went 12.3. Henry's not been doing this all year. If you no. look at the game log, I mean, I, I see one game of 100 yards. He hasn't gotten more than 100 yards on the ground all season. This was a Chiefs defense who was gassed, and you make a case for Mike Pennell, who's playing pretty good coming into this game. The Chiefs uh, did not dress him. He seemed like he was a healthy scratch as well. He's been good as, as Mark Pennell as far as uh, people say, who, who's Mike Pennell? Well, he's a, he's a run-stuffing beast that they had, but Derrick Henry did have that 68-yard run. I mean, you take you take that out of the equation, and it's what uh, 120 divided by 22. He would have uh, still averaged 5.45 yards per carry, so he was still carrying the mail regardless of that uh, run. Unlike when Damian Williams got that 91 yarder, it was what 11 carries for 34 yards. Big difference. The Chiefs lose in Tennessee to the Titans, 35 to 32. This is the Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by Seventh Street Casino. We want to hear from you. 913-576-7610 or reach out in the Protein House Eat With a Purpose text line 69306 We will take more of your calls coming up and that's next The Arrowhead Ride Post Game Show presented by 7th Street Casino Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show brought to you by 7th Street Casino Here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show Chiefs lose to the Titans 35-32. to Terrible loss in Tennessee. A lot of Chiefs fans are in attendance. A not treated to a victory in Tennessee today. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid spoke to the media shortly after the loss. Injuries, um, Ogba, um, Torres Peck, right Peck, and then uh, Rankins uh, hurt his right knee. We'll know more. Uh, tomorrow, once we get the MRI, <clears throat> I'll take responsibility for for the loss. Um, we were in a position to close it, and we didn't we didn't get that done. Um, my responsibility. Um, and then we were too sloppy. You come down and you play like we did. Uh, again, head coach's responsibility. Uh, you can't do it like that. Contrary, I thought Mike did a nice job with his football team. They played well, aggressive, and um, and we need. Uh, you know, we have an opportunity to put the game away. We need to make sure we do that. Again, that's my responsibility. That time's yours. Andy, not the outcome you expected. Overall, how did Pat look today? Yeah, no, he did some good things. He came out healthy. And, um, you know, he, we, I, I, he'll tell you the same thing. We've all got to do a little bit better. But I, I, I was happy with uh, the things that he did for the most part. Though. 
Yeah, I just thought it was the right thing to do right now. I mean, um, you know, LaShawn's not getting any younger, so it's important that I manage him the right way um, as we go. And uh, I just thought it was the right thing, right thing to do at this time. Andy Reid, courtesy of Spectrum Sports. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. Let's continue on with the Chiefs head coach. Andy, on the, the field goal, I don't know if you yeah, the communication there was was uh, messed up. So again, we've got to do better there. So. And then the last one, uh, they blocked. Um, I, you know, I like I want to see the replay on that. Just see how close that, that was. I, I thought he was offsides at the at the you know when it happened, but he might not have been. Um, but that's what it looked like. Uh, you know, from the side. Offensive line today, I mean, it seemed like uh, so you had a couple guys go down. It's just the makeshift. Yeah, you know, they we did have to do that. Um, we had some guys get banged up, um, and the guys um, worked there. You know, Andy worked them around, and they were able to kind of keep it rolling there. And, uh, you know, they ended up playing pretty good the second half. The play that Patrick throws the touchdown to McCall uh, no, that was a that was a good job um, by him. And it was a good job by McColl. Um, but it was good for him to step up in the pocket like he did and to get it out of there. Yeah. A pretty brief post-game press conference for the Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. That courtesy of Spectrum Sports. James Palmer, NFL Network, uh, tweeted out. I know you've seen it, Pete, but it's worth uh, mentioning again. Frank Clark told the, the uh, Palmer he felt the Chiefs' defense came out soft on the final drive, and the Titans came out more aggressive than they did on that drive. Clark also said they didn't expect Tannehill to come out and run as physically as he did today. How about that? Frank Clark called him soft. I, That's pretty strong words, man. Yeah, it, it's it's fine. It's the worst. It's the worst you can call a defense from a fellow player. It's soft. It's fine. I, I just don't. I, I he was he get he he said a lot about being a leader of this team in the off season. Um, I, I you're you're seeing now that apparently he's been dealing with a pinched nerve, which is what he told Sam McDowell of the Kansas City Star. I just don't know how you could come out of today. Well, he called himself out too. To be fair, he called himself timid. Yeah, right. I'm just I don't know if today's the day that you call the entire defense soft when you were brought here to do so much. And I understand there might be injuries to do it. I just. I don't know if the timing's right on that for for you, Frank. You know, I just I, that to me is is something that maybe Chris Jones should say and would have the platform to say it. I just don't know if if Clark to this point has has really earned the ability to call his fellow teammates soft. God, what is it about the Titans though? Mariota catching a touchdown pass, Derrick Henry again. Shades of the playoff loss. At least it's not the playoff loss. Yeah, and, at least it's not. And I and it's never as good as you think. It's never as bad as you think. This is not the end of the season for the Chiefs. They have plenty of time to turn it around. You have a situation a couple of years ago where we where we saw the New England Patriots looked uh, horrible on Monday Night Football here in Kansas City, where they lost by several scores, and then forty one fourteen forty one fourteen looked like the season was over for them. They turn it around and go to the Super Bowl. Not to say that that happens to every team, but again. There are teams that have bad losses that still win a championship. I mean, all these games were winnable, too. That's the thing. Let that Texans game, let that Colts game slip out of, out of the way. Letting this one, letting victory slip right away from you. They should have some wins. I'll, I'll give Aaron Rodgers in that 
24 victory over the Packers. That's fine. Pat Mahomes, not in that game. That was Matt Moore. So I'll give him that one. I'll give him that one, even though that Packers team went on the road. And, again, this is why the NFL is unexplainable. After the Chief, beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead, they go on the road to the Chargers in front of their own fans. 184 total yards the Packers had the following week. 422 by the Chargers. And the Chargers laying against the Raiders. That's the NFL, man. You never know what you're going to get. But I will say this. The Chiefs are consistent. They have a couple of these losses every year. I I, I mean, what's probably going to happen next week? I, mean, I, know, I know it's hard to look ahead, but they'll probably get back together and find a way to win. Well, they're and not going to run the table anymore. No. I mean, the, the idea that they run the table is over and you have to really look at every game individually. This is not a, a thing where you're you're looking forward now because as we've said and and granted I still believe that the Chiefs will win the AFC West, but the Raiders are right behind you now with an easy schedule. No question, a very easy schedule. Bengals, Jets reside plus a game at Arrowhead Stadium. That suddenly becomes big. You know, Chiefs Raiders big again. Right. Who would have thought that the Raiders would have been in a position this year to make any game a big game, well, even going to Mexico City and playing the Chargers Big game, not the Chargers uh, start to feel themselves again. They switched from Ken Wisenhunt, fire him as offensive coordinator. Thought they had some blood. They were on the right path. Even Colin Cowherd out, actually, you're saying the Chargers about to go on a roll, and they, they pee down their leg against the Raiders after a nice win against the Packers. It's hard to say, man, but neutral site game, Mexico City becomes more important for the Chiefs now. You can call us, 913-576-7610, or hit us on the Protein House Eat with a purpose text line 69306. Let's go out to the phone lines and talk to you. You, what's on your mind? Oh, what's going on, gentlemen? Hey. Um, first of all, we should blame Colquitt had nothing to do with that loss. I mean, yeah, he it was a messed up whatever, but I get it. Fine. Andy Reid has an issue with game management. He played the game same way Zimmer played that game last week against us. He played not to lose. And that's always going to get your loss. Why in the world does Patrick Mahomes' best games, do they come out in the loss? Dude had over 400 yards throwing, and we still couldn't win the game. That's egregious yep. on so many levels. I mean, I still kind of believe in Andy, but, boy, is that is that yeah, really A lot of quarterbacks will right put up now. big numbers in losses. That, that does happen before. But how about this, though? How about Dave Tobe? This just came out from Pro Football Talk. How about this? Uh, the man who blocked from Michael David Smith, the man who blocked the kick, blocked Buckner's kick, right? Joseph Kalu said after the game, he was figuring out the Chiefs' cadence on field goals throughout the game. By the Chiefs' final play, their fifth field goal attempt of the game, he had it down pat. How about that? So pretty well. That's Dave Tobe right there. That's well, his I mean, that's actually true. But I just, I just that last play of the last drive of the game, Andy Reid was just playing not to lose that it's game. It's like tipping I, your pitches. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank you, you, for the call. That's not what you want to hear from an opposing player. Andy Reid taking a lot of the blame for today. This is the most I've seen maybe ever, and this includes playoff losses of a lot of Reid uh, driven comments from both the text line on Twitter. It sounds like some of the calls. There's a lot of Andy Reid frustration today. There really is. There's there's more than usual. There's always been that scapegoat, and his name's Bob Sutton. There's always been that. Well, there's no more excuses. There's no, there's no more excuses. It's a Super Bowl caliber team. You had the MVP coming back. You had a defense that was starting to believe in themselves. 14 sacks between that Green Bay uh, game and the Denver Broncos game and a complete game shutting down Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, the Minnesota Vikings, the Offensive Player of the Month, and Kirk Cousins. 
great win by the Kansas City Chiefs, only to be just let Derrick Henry go for 8.2 per on you. And I get it, the 68-yard run, but again, he's nearly five and a half yards of carry without that. Tannehill, over 30 yards rushing, just tough physical running. Uh, the Titans played physical smack, smack. That's the difference. The Chiefs have been beaten by teams that want to play a little more physical than they are. And you know what? Frank Clark might be right. The defense came out soft on that final drive. Not good. I mean, it's easy for us to say. It's much different if a player says that. Call us, 913-576-7610. Let us know your thoughts on this Chiefs-Titans loss. Let's go to Greg in Pennsylvania. Greg, what's on your mind? Hey, what's up, fellas? I'll make a couple points, and then I'll listen off the air. Uh, that final two minutes is why that head coach will never win a Super Bowl. The guy is just pathetic, and this game was lost before the inactives and the actives came out. You're playing against Henry. Why is one of your best run stuffers inactive? I mean, it makes no sense why – it makes no sense. And can we stop with the Super Bowl talk? This team is not going to the Super Bowl. It is, it's just it's flawed and it's injured. But, I mean, it's just, and I'm sick of the media giving Andy Reid a pass. After every loss, oh, i got to coach better. i got to do better. It's the same crap. It's, I mean, it happened in Philly. It's happening now. He's going he's gonna to waste Mahomes' career, and it's, it's pretty sad. All right, fellas. Thank you. Well, I mean, I, I, let's be fair. Let's also give him credit for helping Mahomes' career, too. I think that the quarterback-coach combination is extremely important, and I don't think Pat Mahomes is MVP with another coach. You know how teams as a whole, and you see this in the NFL all the time, where they play good enough, but it's never to get a great draft pick? I think that's where Andy Reid hurts his own career because it, it just seems like he's good enough to always consistently make the playoffs, but there is always – a game, and and again, this isn't the playoffs today, but it just reminds me of it, uh, where there's a mistake or there like a personnel decision. Like this kind of reminded you of what tends to happen, and it's happened almost every year of Andy Reid's career, where he has this great success in the regular season, or at least a wild card makes the playoffs, but it always ends in a loss. It's true, nine and seven, the worst record he's had in Kansas City. He didn't make the playoffs that year, but still, two games over five hundred. It is like that. And, and the bottom line is, they were in a position there at the end. You know, the missed field goal, the bad snap. I mean, who, whose fault is that really? It, was, it, it just was a perfect storm. It whose was, fault is that really? Whatever could go wrong went wrong today at the end of the game. Is that his fault that the field goal was blocked? That the Titans knew the cadence? Or does, does he trust too much in Dave Tobe to get the job done needs to step in? Because what the Titans are saying they knew the snap count. And certain, that's why they blocked it. At a certain point. I understand he's after each loss he'll say I, I take the blame, but over the years, right? We we he's had these built-in excuses where first it was oh well John Dorsey messed up the cap. Well now you have your hand-picked GM. Well Bob Sutton has held us back. Once we get rid of Bob Sutton, it'll be fine. And now you have your hand-picked a defensive coordinator with the scheme that you used in Philly, and this is what you're turning back to now. So you have your quarterback. It's not like you. Had to trade for a quarterback and Alex Smith. You have one of the best quarterbacks, at least early on in his career, that we've ever seen. All of the excuses for any loss, it's over with. Because you can blame that on Dave Tobe, but you hired Dave Tobe. You're the head coach. I think you got to take that blame. For what it's worth, Andy Reid, after each loss, says it's on me. He does say that. But at the same time, you can understand why fans are starting to get frustrated and say, well, when does it change? When are we just going to be that dominant force that we expect you to be with the MVP of the National Football League? Or a coaching staff with three potential head coaches on it. I wasn't going to say four, but Dave Tobe can't seem to get that job.
And this year's not going to help him. This year will not help that cause. Gina in Arizona, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. What's going on? Hi. Hey, Gina. Hey, guys. It's really good to talk to you. This is the first time I've ever called in. I've been holding down the Chiefs fandom in Arizona for 22 years. It's a pleasure. Very cool. Talk to you guys. Well, thank you. Good thank you for coming on time. with us. Yeah, this is great. So uh, I wish I had brighter news or something bright to say about the Chiefs, but my point is inconsistency. It's been the same season for 22 years that I've been watching. The offense is great. The defense, not so much. Hey, defense, hello. Um, then we need a better coach. And then we get a better coach. And now we have this generational quarterback, and I still don't think we're going to do it, guys. It, it takes a, a perfect storm of consistency, consistent health, winning games like this. I mean, I get that, like, the Patriots had a snafu against the Chiefs, but it was one. How many of the Chiefs had where they should have won, and they can't close it? Well, Jenna, you're tw- you've watched the team for 22 years. Remember when it was just about defense and not offense? Yeah. You, you were in that tail end of that? Yeah. You were at the tail end where they just had defense and no offense. It, it's got to be frustrating. I, it, the worst part, I think, about today, and again, I if you listen to the Arrowhead Pride uh, tailgate before the game as we go into this, Kent and I were talking, you really started to feel like, well, damn, the defense has finally caught up. We're finally feeling good. Patrick Mahomes is back. It, it is all hands on deck. This team feels complete. There should be no issue with the Titans. And then you run into this wall again. Yeah, it was just like what Okafor said after the Denver game. Wait, it's time for us to step up. I felt like they were stepping up anyway in that game. But we stepped up because Pat's hurt. Why is it that when Pat comes right. back, exactly. you decide to lay another egg? It's a great point. I mean, seriously, well, again, Pete, I've been saying this all year. I think that the coaching staff, I think the defense, I think the offense to some extent, except for Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, they take Pat Mahomes for granted. That No matter what, Pat Mahomes is going to get the job done, and they rest on their laurels. And they're not that attacking style that we've seen without Pat. They stepped up in a big way, and it was showing. Then Pat comes back, and all of a sudden, Derrick Henry takes your lunch money. Speaking of the Chiefs quarterback, 36 of 50 for 446 yards and three touchdowns in today's game. Here was Patrick Mahomes after the game. Uh, how are you feeling? How's the knee feeling? Yeah, I mean, the, knee, the knee's feeling fine. Uh, just how, as we expected going into the game. Uh, credit to those trainers and that training staff for getting me ready to play. Um, but, uh, I mean, the knee feels fine, and I was glad to get through another game. What about the ankle? Is the, is the ankle stronger than it was before? Yeah, the ankle, the ankle's good. Uh, we knew we needed rest for the ankle. We knew we needed to some days off, and so with, with having the knee, uh, I got to rest that ankle, and I was I was able to play and do what I what I could do, and and didn't I don't have any pain there. No, that was the game plan. I mean, they played a lot of shell coverage, uh, so we we were just taking what they gave us, and there was a lot of underneath guys open, and so I was trying to get them the ball and move the chains, and uh, I mean, it just kind of kept the offense going. Uh, we obviously hurt ourselves with penalties in that first half, but we were able to get the get the game going and moving the ball down the field. Sorry, the third down play on the next to last drive, mm-hmm. you, you kind of slid and, and lost a few yards. Take us through that play, if you would, what you saw and, and how important it was to you to stay in bounds and, and keep the clock running as opposed to throwing it away. Yeah, I mean, it was a kind of a it was another screen play where we were trying to get everybody across the field and kind of hit uh, Bell out of the out, out the backside. And uh, uh, they covered it well. The, the guy, their DN, didn't really come up the field. He, he sat in front of it, and it was very similar to the kind of the play we ran against the Ravens. And so um, we we were trying to hit that guy, let him get the field, get the first down, and, and essentially win and win the game there. But we he wasn't open, and knowing that 
I was going. I kind of went out there trying to run for it. They were running me down, and I slid just so that they had to use you deserve the last time out, and they weren't able to save that. You're obviously comfortable going into this game, but I'm wondering if when you got hit for the first time, if that gave you a little bit of confidence that, that you're going to be able to handle it. No, I mean, I, I trusted in those guys, the doctors and the training staff, when they told me I was ready to go. Uh, but, uh, I mean, obviously you want to get out there, get hit, uh, just to kind of get you settled into the game. Um, but, uh, I mean, I had full confidence that I was going to be able to play this game. You're still young in your perfection, but have you been through a game where there's so many offensive linemen shuffling just because of injuries, the fact that you were down to the five guys that you had left, and just what did they show you in the second half where you weren't sad? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was they showed toughness first of all. I mean, Schwartz getting back in the game, and then, I mean, all the all the other guys coming in and, and having that confidence to do what they what they did. And, uh, I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a part of a season. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have those things. You have to have guys prepared in order to get out there and, and execute whenever they're called upon. Have you ever throw a jump pass before? Say it one more time. Uh, we actually work it a little bit uh, with Coach Kafka and in the off season of kind of throwing it and, and getting your hit through. And I mean that's another big part of, of how I get a lot of the torque on my ball. And so they, uh, uh, Miko ran a great route. Uh, I had to throw it before he even broke, and he, he ran it exactly how I wanted him to. And that just comes with repetition. And then once you get the ball in those guys' hands, they can make plays happen. A couple more guys. Sorry, but more. I know you haven't been around Mitch Schwartz throughout his entire career. I know he got back in there and showed a lot to you back in there. But how impressed near 8,000 snaps played without missing one up until today. Just how impressed have you been with his ability to stay on the field? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. It honestly is. And, uh, I mean, I mean, you, you know that streak's going, I mean, as he's gone gone through it. And, and you could hear the guys in the in the huddle uh, whenever they were wondering if he could get back out there, if we were going to try to call a timeout so he can get back on the field. So, I mean, it just shows to the guys that they, they care uh, about that stuff and they care about each other. And, uh, obviously, they had to go get him checked out and do that stuff. But he got right back in there. And that just shows that, that grit and toughness that he has. You can tell why Patrick Mahomes is the leader of this organization, just answering questions. Uh, Again, it's a tough way to lose, and kudos to him for answering everything. And, again, it looks like the Chiefs are just looking on to next week. By the way, Patrick Mahomes is our player of the game. Player of the game is brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry, jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City for over 40 years. Tune in to Fesco in the morning tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. If you know the player of the game, Patrick Mahomes, you could win $25 to Topper's Pizza, and one monthly winner will win the grand prize of a $500 Mazarese Jewelry gift card. Patrick Mahomes, your AP player of the game when we come back we'll go through ap sounds of the game and take more of your calls this is the arrowhead pride post game show the arrowhead pride post game show presented by 7th street casino back to the arrowhead pride post game show brought to you by 7th street casino here's pete sweeney and jade binkley welcome back into the arrowhead pride post game show the Titans beating the Kansas City Chiefs 35-32 to as the Chiefs drop to 6-4 and four on the season. Where's your uh, Lucas Lo- Locomotive guy? Not, Pride loves some Jordan Lucas. Not out today. He played a lot today, didn't he? Not out today. Uh, he was. It looked like he was on the back end in some three safety looks. Uh, was victimized. What was that in the second quarter? Dirty Dan out there a lot. Tyron Matthew. Thornhill missed a couple plays. Where they almost let off that touchdown where it looked like Traverius Ward and I'll, Lucas. I'll, I'll tell you touch. this much. They don't want to see Derrick Henry again. No. They did not like tackling Derrick Henry. Luckily for the Chiefs, I just don't think the Titans are going to make the playoffs. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Right now it's time for AP Sounds of the Game. First and goal. 
This is where they can do anything. I got like guys on the bottom of your screen. He comes back over. He's always involved with something here. Shovel pass goes for a touchdown to Kelsey. And they switched it up on me, Jim. One of those guys is coming right back under, and they're always gonna do some little funny like hand off. Oh, throw it right here to this other guy. Hand off, throw it to the flat right there. Cover zero, Liz Just outside the 10. Look at this one. A lot of air under that. And look who chases it down. Tyreek Hill with the touchdown. Blitz. Mahomes jumps in the air and completes it. Look out. Afterburner time. Hartman to the end zone for the touchdown. My goodness, sir. There's some things to look back on this one the jump pass by Mahomes and then somehow the rookie Hartman able to work himself free of the secondary I mean watch this I'm gonna jump to buy a tenth of a second and you know what that is it's spatial awareness what could have been for the Kansas City Chiefs the sounds of the game courtesy of CBS the AP sounds of the game are brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Should have been another Mahomes moment. The uh, 63-yard jump pass to McCole Hardman that gave the Chiefs a 29-20 lead. That's two scores with 12 minutes to go in the fourth. He should win the football game every time. No question. The Chiefs dominated offensively. 530 total yards by the Kansas City Chiefs. 371 for the Titans. 28-19 in first downs between the two. Penalties, about even, 9 for 80 for the Chiefs, 8 for 64 for the Titans. Time of possession, almost 38 minutes for the Chiefs, and 22 for the Titans. They had the ball out longer. The Titans just made the best of it. Right, and just a lot made of mistakes. The, best. the, the Chiefs put Mahomes out there a lot. On a tough, tough Sunday. 913-576-7610. We'll go back out to the phone line. Scott, all the way in San Francisco. What's going on? Hey, I don't know what everyone's whining about. Better team won today. They executed and they had to execute. They scored a touchdown in like I think like a minute two or a minute three. Mm. The better team won. And the reality is this is that I've been a Chiefs fan for a long time. Let me play something right now. I remember the days of Schottenheimer and failing with Lynn Elliott. I remember the days of Dick Vermeil and the no punt playoff game. This is what the Chiefs have always done. They've underperformed. And the reason they've underperformed is just the lack of it's a problem in ownership. I think the the hunts were great and I, I think they were awesome people, but they just can't get it done. So it doesn't matter. It's not Reed's fault. We had this with Vermeil. We had this with Schottenheimer. I mean, we've had this in the past. This is not, this is not, this is not on Reed. It's not. Reed didn't make anyone put the ball on the ground. Reed didn't make a soft defense underperform and be scared, uh, and, and be scared of, uh, of attacking a running back. Defense is soft. The offense is undisciplined. That's why you're going to lose games. It's not on Reed. <laughs> Period. I mean, a special team can't snap the ball properly. Give me a break. Get over it. Better team won. Live with it. As far as ownership is concerned, and you know, here's the thing of Clark Hunt. I'll defend this. How good of an owner would he be? He's spending as much as he can. He wants a Super Bowl ring. He right. made that proclamation on the franchise. Scott Pioli was the guy. I mean, he was a three-time NFL executive of the year. He went out and hired him. And then he had the gumption to go out and fire him. And let's clean house. He wanted Andy Reid. Andy Reid was the best out there. Got on a plane, flew to Philadelphia. Got Andy Reid before he could go interview in Arizona the next day. Paid Andy Reid a ton of money. They're paying a lot of money. They paid Brendan Daly some cash to come over here on the defensive line. They paid Kentucky a lot of money to get Matt House out of his contract to get him here coaching the linebackers. I feel Andy Reid or Clark Hunt's done what he can and paid players. I do. I don't think this is a Clark problem. 
undisciplined football that does come down to the head coach at time with the amount of penalties. Well, I mean, the undisciplined stuff it can't be a Clark problem. It, 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 it's not a Clark problem. It can't be because it's the he's the owner. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's a hands off owner as well. Andy Reid and Brett Veach. I mean, they're here. Like I said again, I you, you lose a game, you always want to blame somebody. There are a lot of people that you could blame today. Andy Reid has to take the front of it because he's the head coach, and that comes with it. Winchester's one of them. The the fumble by Damien Williams. The defense just not being able to stop anything. I think at a the few of the, the play calls could be questioned using that timeout, not going forward on fourth and two when you're down inside the Tennessee inside the red zone uh, to go for two in that play. That was definitely one of them. Uh, putting the game in your kicker's hands, the last two kicks of the game. There was certainly a lot of blame to go around. Dave Tobe having Hardman you know catch the ball inside the three, even though he didn't want him to. You can reach us on the lo- the phone line, 913-576-7610, or the Protein House, you with the purpose, text line 69306. Continuing with your calls, Jack and OP, what's on your mind? Hey, I'll try not to talk too long here, but, you know, it's not all on the defense, or at least part of it is on the offense. Right. That final possession, you've got to be willing and you've got to be tough enough to go get that first down. I felt like they kind of settled for the field goal that made it extended the lead, and we all saw what happened. But, uh, you know, the, the, the NFL has a funny way that other teams have a knack for adjusting to things, and the rest of the NFL is adjusting to what Pat Mahomes and the offense can do. They know that they put enough pressure on them, make them spend enough time, that eventually the, the, the Chiefs' defense will ultimately fail. And then one last comment. I, I agreed with the previous caller. Um, this is not a Super Bowl team, and they put a huge target on their back at the very beginning of the year, yeah. talking about how they were going right back to the Super Bowl. They had unfinished business, and they were going to do it. Well, that's the last thing you want to tell to the other 31 teams in the NFL. I think, too, when you have the reigning MVP, with that comes a target. And one you'd accept because anyone wants to have the reigning MVP. Everyone's going to come out and try to beat Patrick Mahomes. You're going to still get your best game every Sunday. And the Chiefs have been getting it all year. And they're 6-4. and four. Lucky to go 1-1 one and one with Matt Moore. Here's another loss today uh, to the Tennessee Titans. And you're going to continue to see the opposing team's best game. Like uh, the, uh, the defense should look at your team and say, Patrick Mahomes, well, he's not going to embarrass us. And you saw a little bit about today. The Titans, to an extent, couldn't do anything. The Chiefs' defense just couldn't make a stand at the end of the game. And this was a loss that's kind of unlike the other ones. The Texans and the Colts held the time of possession. They kept Mahomes on the sideline. The Titans didn't keep Mahomes on the sideline. Mahomes ran far more plays than the Tennessee Titans did. He scored enough to win the game. That's the problem. He's coming back from an injury, did enough to win the game. But again, this was not done the way the other games have done. Now, the running the football, yes. Time of possession completely slotted towards Kansas City. It was City, mistakes. It was which mistakes. has been different than other games. Patrick Mahomes had 400 yards. He had three touchdowns. If your quarterback performs like that, you just shouldn't lose. That's the bottom line. 913-576-7610. Derek in D.C., how you doing? Hey, good, guys. Uh, four quick points here. Uh, you know, first of all, Patrick Mahomes has to wear some of this, I think, uh, we were up 10 to nothing, and Tyreek uh, was wide open for a, a touchdown. He overthrew him. That happens too often, it seems yeah. like, with Pat Mahomes. Uh, you know, he, going back to the Patriots game, that first half, missed some wide open passes. That could have changed that, you know, the whole outlook of that game. But that was an issue, too. 
Jamie Watkins, the very next play after Pat missed Tyreek. Jamie Watkins just flat dropped the ball. We had a reverse with Sammy Watkins. He didn't even look like he was interested in carrying the ball. And then he dropped the ball on a, a dime right into his lap, which was uh, uh, such a great pass by Mahomes. And uh, we, we recovered from that. But I think Watkins needs some of this blame as well. Three, Frank Clark. It's adorable. He's calling his teammates out. It is so funny he's calling his teammates out. Literally, I'd rather have deep board or Justin Houston at whatever cost they were. We spent just as much as we did on Frank Clark, and he's non-existent. Literally, uh, Chris Jones handed him a sack. His other stats this year also handed to him. I mean, he's saying non-existent this year. Uh, that might be a Brett Beach thing as well. But uh, lastly, and I'll let you go after this, with six minutes to go, uh, Chiefs are up maybe three or five. I don't remember what it was, but we had the ball. I wanted three passes. If we go three and out, no big deal. We don't lose any time. We end up running, I think, four or five plays. We get a first down, but it cut the clock down, cut the clock down. And then we end up giving it back to them. They score. We have 26 seconds left. We end up eating a timeout. We have a timeout right. on the board when we're kicking the field goal. It's just, it's just unbelievable. More clock management. Um, anyway, it's just, just a disaster and a total joke. Uh, this team should probably be, what, 8-2, eight and, eight and something like that, probably. But, uh, anyways, uh, love the show, guys. Go Chiefs, and we'll, we'll get it back. Just rough day. Yeah, it's hard for me to put any blame on Mahomes. He's coming out a little rusty. Yeah, he missed the pit. But you know what? He makes up for those, too. you got, you got to bring those up, too, that jump pass and right. stuff like that. you got to bring up the improbable that he makes. Yeah, yeah, he missed one that he should have had, and he'd like to have it back. All quarterbacks have those passes they want to come back. But the jump pass and stuff like that, that is outside the ordinary. The quarterbacks just don't do it. Even He does make plays to make up for that. And he is a human being. I mean, this, for four, 43, and three touchdowns. We've thrown a parade for Alex Smith with those numbers. This is, too, this, like, he took two weeks off, and he's starting to get used to playing with... He dislocated his kneecap. And you can tell he's, he's still gingerly on it, so it is impacting him. I don't think... He'll be 100%. I said this to you off the air, Jay. I don't think he's going to be 100% until next season when you can take an offseason off if there's some reconstructive surgery for the kneecap to reinforce it. I think he probably ends up doing that. I, I think you see 100% Mahomes next year. But still, at 90%, you saw today, even if it says 90%, he's still probably the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, and his ankle, luckily, healed up a little bit because you're talking the left ankle, you're talking the right knee. He's like, where are you going to push off? And he was he was scrambling. He was moving backwards. He was throwing. He's got such a strong arm, as Romo said. Now, Romo did point out another couple things, and that's the defense and their alignment sometimes with the tights around the ball. What's funny is Romo seems to know things, and your defense doesn't. How does that happen? Yeah, but he does that to every team. It's not just the Chiefs. Well, I, I know. Romo needs to be on a sideline. Maybe that's I've what always he said this, man. <laughs> You're right. He actually maybe should coach defense. He I might actually be better than that. John and Austin, what's up? Oh, before I get to the uh, reasons I was calling, I just want to address the last caller. If, if he's going to put any blame on Patrick Mahomes for this loss, he clearly expects total perfection from the quarterback. <laughs> that is laughable. Yeah, he guided the Chiefs down for a field goal, yeah, man. Right he, was, he, he did it. They I just messed it up. Binkley, I can't believe how diplomatic you just kind of took him to pass. That was not what that caller deserved. He deserved to have his rear end chewed. Well, usually, but, usually anyway. I do butt in by letting him finish. You know, anyway, let him finish. Our head coach, our head coach, clock management. I know we're beating a dead horse here, but 
it, it still begs for more criticism. And, and I think you touched on something that is definitely valid, Pete, when we think of Marty Schottenheimer, when we think of right. draft picks that are always mediocre because, on the one hand, we never reach the mountaintop, and on the other, we're always, we're always in the thick of things. It's, it's, it's a recipe to never reach the mountaintop, and I don't think we are with Coach Reed. Yeah, it's 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 a worthy comment. I mean, we're not talking bank about a head coach who has had success in ten years and just never got it done. This has now been for more than two decades of the last game of the season, either entering with a win and not making the playoffs or a loss. And it's been his defense. You know, that's with Jim Johnson it was a different deal. He's one of the best defensive coordinators ever. Andy Reid took Juan Castillo as offensive line coach, made him defensive coordinator, relied on Bob Sutton way too long. I think they should have made this change a year ago, and this should have been year two under Spags. I don't feel that Sutton should have come back after that last Titans debacle. No, he shouldn't have. And Spags had a year off. He was available. Should have brought him in. This should be year number two with this defense. I'm not 100% sure the Chiefs knew what they had in Mahomes. I don't think they did either. I don't know if they were ready for it, and it was a surprise. They didn't know what they had in Kareem Hunt. They, you know, we've talked about this a lot, Jay, both in off-season shows and Chiefs shows once the season has started. I mean, the Chiefs probably should have won the Super Bowl last year. If they had won the toss or if D Ford isn't offside, they probably go and do it because I don't, I think they probably beat the Los Angeles Rams. And so, again, where you're frustrated is you come back and you say, okay, we're going to fix this defense up, and you expected it just to be a lot better. And here you had a glimpse the last three weeks where you started to feel good. Again, it's 2-1. and one. Uh, you, you were able to get this great win with Matt Moore. Why, when Patrick Mahomes is back in the lineup, does the defense not stay consistent? That's right, stepping up. I mean, this defense is unusual. You find another team that drafts a quarterback in the top ten, and you can spend essentially two drafts on defense. That's the lifeblood of your organization. You spend two years on defense. I give it. I get it. Give it to this. Nineteen has a chance. Eighteen, no chance. It was a terrible draft. But you had two years to concentrate on defense. And I get it. They went out and got Hardman because they needed to. I get it. That kind of threw a wrench in things, but yeah, it's it, what it is. It did. And I don't even know if, you know, you talk about the secondary and, and wanting to improve that. They probably take a cornerback if, if if they go in another direction there. Might have to trade up to higher in the second round to get someone that they liked. Uh, it ends up being McCole Hardman, who, again, looks good on offense, looks to show promise. But there is about a question about whether or not he should be the current punt returner making a lot of careless mistakes the Chiefs lose to the Tennessee Titans 35 to 32 this is the Arrowhead Pride postgame show as presented by 7th Street Casino where it's at we'll take more of your calls coming up next the Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show brought to you by 7th Street Casino here's Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Chiefs lose a bad one day in Tennessee, 35-32. to ton of Chiefs fans there. Some of the news after the game, Martinez Rankin will find out about his leg in the coming days. Doesn't look good. He was removed from the game via cart. Emmanuel Aguator, his pectoral muscle. Our in-house injury expert, Aaron Borgman, says that he is probably done for the year. So that's a huge loss for the Chiefs because Agua was playing really well. Uh, he was traded to the Chiefs for Eric Murray, a uh, deal with the Cleveland Browns. This from Herbie Teope. This was James Winchester after the game. Said that starts with me. Uh, let a lot of those guys down. A lot of guys work their ass off all game. Uh, Winchester and Colquitt, a key miscommunication at the end of the game. And then another interesting note is that Frank Clark is claiming to the media now he's been playing with a pinched nerve 
had been wondering if he could play through it, didn't want to affect life after football. Uh, then, uh, I guess, re-entered the lineup today, started to feel comfortable enough to play with it. It still sounds somewhat serious. It is a little bit confusing because he was never really on an injury report prior to having the injury. He noted that this was in training camp on. Uh, so this, I think, may be the beginning of a story here with Clark. Uh, not a lot of good coming out of today's loss, Jay. No, there isn't. And you call the defense soft. I mean, they call his own defense soft when he hasn't played the last few games. So. Yeah, and it's it's usually reserved for when you could say that when you're really good. You know, who could say that Chris Jones, and that's probably about it. Maybe Ogba before he was injured. Which well, is like the Royals, you know, and Moose, in, in, in you know, in fifteen, you know, spurring the Royals on to win down in Houston, and you know, he hadn't performed, and all of a sudden he performed that year. So you can talk like that when you're right. performing. Right. No, I completely agree. You can get in touch with us on the Protein House E with the purpose sex line 69306 or call us 913-576-7610 as we wrap up the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Gina called back. She has one more comment from Arizona. What's up? I did, guys. Thanks. I didn't know if I got disconnected with the press conference or not, but I just wanted to ask you about the inconsistency that I was talking about. And then are you guys concerned, and maybe this is me, that Mahomes might end up being another Dan Marino because they just can't get over the hump because of inconsistencies for, for decades? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question, and I think you hope not. I think he's too talented that eventually somewhere along the line things are going to click in the right direction for Mahomes to win a Super Bowl. I don't want you to look at this game and say the season is over because I think it's far from that. It isn't a good sign, and the Chiefs need to show you something better the rest of the way. There's a long way to go in this season. I don't think I'm ready to start saying that Patrick Mahomes is going to be another Well, I don't Dan think Marino. Dan Marino ever had a running game. Yes, he did get to a Super Bowl. Right. John Elway never won a Super Bowl until Terrell Davis showed up. So sometimes you got to you got to build those pieces. And this is Brett It's a team game, too. This is Brett Veach's job. Now that you get Mahomes, you got to build the pieces. Now it starts with Hardman here, speed, to go with speed and Tyreek Hill. Build this defense up. But it's your job. If you have a franchise quarterback, the hardest thing to get in the NFL is the franchise quarterback. They have that guy in Pat Mahomes. Now it is their job to build the pieces and put the pieces around him to win. Look at Peyton Manning. He got to Denver, said, I can't do this all alone. So what do they do? They go out and get T.J. Ward, DeMarcus Ware, Akeem Tlaib. They made some big moves on defense to shore up that side of the ball. He's like, I can't do this alone. And they go and do it. And typically good quarterbacks that win titles, they need help. They need other pieces around them to kind of carry the load whenever they're kind of having an off day. Today, Mahomes did not have an off day. He had a great day. Sure, he missed the pass, but he made up for that with the, with the uh, jump pass. It was unbelievable what he did. But, yeah, th that's a concern. But, you know, that that's on the GM. Get the pieces in place to help Patrick. That should be job number one of the Kansas City Chiefs. And Brett Veach, uh, the jury is still very much out. He's still fairly new at this thing. But one draft class seems a lot better than the other. Still hasn't made a first-round pick. The Frank Clark decision right now, depending on some of the medicals even, looks a little bit questionable. Uh Brett Feach is really good at these fringe players, these depth players, but it comes it comes to the premium signings and the premium decisions of letting D Ford and Justin Houston go, bringing in Frank Clark. Uh, you look at Sammy Watkins and how this has gone, and Sammy hasn't really, you know, for the most part, not been able to have a completely healthy season. There are inconsistent games. There are some games where he looks the part, but there's others, and you wonder why he was given that contract. And I think Brett Feach needs to nail a little bit more of these premium decisions when it comes to your quarterback point, something to remember, too, is it takes a lot to get that franchise quarterback so the Chiefs can cross that off, but it also takes everything really working right, right? You look at some of the great quarterbacks in this league. Tom Brady is the outlier. You have, like, a Drew Brees, an Aaron Rodgers, a Russell Wilson. These are all really good 
clearly franchise quarterbacks, they've only been able to get a one championship. One, t- one person can win a year. It's only going to be one quarterback, and it's not just the quarterback. Everything else has to be there for you, too. They can't be on the field the entire time. It's just like just like the Chiefs. McCole Hardman, great one catch, 63 yards, touchdown. DeMarcus Robinson, four for 56. Remember, these guys combined for one for five yards the week before. This is what, this is what makes good quarterback good quarterbacks like Mahomes. You take marginal talent like that, and you give it. Let's take of Albert Wilson, the money he got. Almost a third of his production in one game in 2017. Got paid. Against the Broncos. This is what good quarterbacks do. The hardest part is over for the Chiefs. This is the thing. The hardest part is to find that quarterback. They have that. They just got to put the rest of the pieces. But it's easy to do this if that's not never easy. Don't get me wrong. Never easy. But it becomes far more easier when you have that franchise QP like they do. We'll take the AP Post Game Show till about 10 after 5, so get your call in now, 913-576-7610. Joel in Excelsior Springs, what's up? Hey, guys, man. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I was really curious. Um, I mean, we got Mahomes back now. We've got Nicole Hardman. We've got Tyreek Hill. we got Sammy Watkins. Uh, three good speedsters. And at the end of the first half, it's like we just quit with, what, 17 seconds on the clock? You would, you wanted um, to take a shot. We had our timeouts, and I mean, we got big play Mahomes out there. Let's see what happens. But they didn't call any timeouts; they just let the clock run out. Yeah, it probably uh, it probably is a case of of Andy Reid maybe being a little bit too careful. You know, you have a thirteen thirteen tie. It was kind of an odd first half. I think the last thing you want at that point is another fumble for a touchdown or something weird going on where there's an interception. Andy Reid willing to take 13-13. It was a little bit of a, a puzzling decision only because the Titans were starting with the ball in the second half. Well, that, that was the thing, yeah, because the Titans, that was huge. It was huge for Tennessee to get that ball in the second half. I think he trusted Butker. You know, he trusted him last week. He was AFC Offensive or a Special Teams Player of the Week. Trusted this week, but the final two field goals, just not our direction. Winchester, bad snap, and a blocked field goal. But that could be an indictment, and especially on Tobe, if the Titans indeed knew, knew the snap count. A fair catch by McCole Hardman toward the end of the half. Did not if they did as, tip as well. pitches, that's bad. 913-576-7610. Squeezing in a couple more phone calls. Vernon and Olathe, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, great show. And a lot of things that uh, uh, that my feelings about that game are, have uh, already been articulated. But here's my concern. And, and let me preface this. I'm an Andy fan. I love Andy. He's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's a football mind offensive genius. But. We went to Andy football at the end of the game. We got conservative. And what do I mean by that? We were outside the, the red zone, and we had a fourth and one, and we go for it and pick up nine yards. We're a fourth and two in the red zone, and we decide to kick a field goal. At that point, now we're hoping that what? Our defense wins the game for us. Right. Hope as a strategy don't work. And then less than two minutes left, we got the ball, two running plays, go for nothing, and then Mahomes takes a loss, and then the wheels come off with the, with the field goal attempt. Hope as a strategy don't work. We got conservative. And so I, I, I just, you know, I, I'm sorry. I got to put it on Andy. It's play calling at the end of the game. It's not time management. It's play calling at the end of the game. We got conservative, and the results are what they are. Well, I think they got conservative early in the game. It's a con- fourth, fourth and two with the Tennessee 12, and he decided to kick the field goal. I thought they got conservative early on in this game. Second half, though, touchdown, field goal, touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs on offense. But – I do feel that he does rely on the defense, and you shouldn't rely on it. After Green Bay just had five minutes, and just took it down all the way back to their one-yard line and beat you. To me, one more one game against the Vikings 
I don't know if you you don't have that trust yet. The defense is not in that circle of trust. You're to a point right now, and you try to learn from each game, right? You're to a point right now with this defense, and this is just how I feel, where if you're within fourth and four and you're either at like the Tennessee or an opposing team's 40-yard line or more, you have a case at this point that you just say, let's keep Pat out there. If Pat looked pretty good today, again, I don't know if he's 100%, but it's somewhere between 90 and 100. That's kind of what I saw out there today. So if you're fourth and four or less at the opposing 40-yard line at this point, you may as well do what the Ravens do. Yeah, and just go two at the 12. Go for it at that point because, granted, if you do get stopped, you're in almost a well, punt situation. Here's the thing. Here's the, here's the other thing. Two – and Ryan Tannehill did step up. But at that point of the game, you're saying, all right, Tannehill, go out and beat us. And right. also, when you build a big lead early on, you're kind of taking Derrick Henry away from him. Like, how often are they going to go to him if they're down? Because if not, he's just going to waste the clock. I agree. I agree. Let's take a couple more phone calls before we shut down shop here. Bobby in KC, what's up? Hey, how you guys doing today? Hey, Bobby. Hey, I was just wanting to say, you know, to all my Chiefs fans out there, we had one bad play, really, and that was the miscommunication. You know, really held up the end of the bargain. We got we got a little pressure on Tannehill early, and you know the offense is did what it what it always does. The defense, to me, was was designed to 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 play with a lead, not to not to play like it like in a close game. So I say good team, good team losses. I still, I'm looking forward to next week. We'll see how it goes for the rest of the year. Thanks, Bink, man. Love your show. Have a good day, y'all. Thank, right, thank you. you, Bobby. And they got plenty of experience early in the year trying to come from behind. I mean, they got off the really slow starts. It's been a second quarter team. And the first quarter hadn't always gone their way. Yeah. The game here or there, but I do look they, at, they found themselves down a lot. I do look at that early early play in the game where, where they opt to go for the field goal. I, you're at a point where you're feeling yourself. Mahomes is back. I think you got to go there. And maybe it's a different game if it's 14 nothing instead of uh, ten nothing, and then you get the the touchdown where where Tennessee comes within three, ten seven, and the fumble late in the game. It's just it, whatever could go wrong went wrong. Travis today, Kelsey just taking the ball for seventeen yards, sets up fourth and two at the Tennessee twelve. Ends up being ten to nothing in that point. Could have been fourteen to nothing. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Lisa in KC. Oh hello. Uh, I certainly don't blame Andy Reid. Okay. I think he shows. I like his attitude. Um, I think he's a pretty good sport. They had some tough breaks, especially with the field goals. And quite frankly, I like a close game. And I love the Chiefs, <laughs> but it didn't bother me that it was so close. I do, I yeah, do not like a close more, games. A little more entertaining, I guess. But I, I like I, 10 and 14-point wins. I think, uh, I think a lot of fans out there would say they'll take the blowout if they can. Kevin in South Texas, what's up? Yeah, I'd just like to chime, chime in on me on uh, uh, what, 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 what is Pete watching? Uh, I mean uh, – Chris Jones, I mean, the, the guy is horrendous, horrendous against the run. I played D-line in college, man. This guy gets blown up. Did, did you guys notice that uh, in, in the fourth quarter there, whenever we, uh, Tennessee went up with that with that uh, touchdown by Henry, did you guys notice the two plays? Who did they run at? They ran right at Chris Jones. Chris Jones, Chris Jones was second on the team in tackles, and he had two sacks, and he showed up big time in the pass rush at the end of the game. That That is not somebody to point a finger at. No, 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 no. Well, I'm, I'm talking run game. Run game, the guy is a problem. He is a serious problem. I tend to think that the only person who could maybe 
tackle and that you can rely on to tackle is Chris Jones at this rate. Derrick Henry was breaking everything. Ryan Tannehill at the end of the game was breaking everything. The problem is if Anthony Hitchens showed up with five tackles, and that's the only running back in the top, what, was he one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. In the top ten in tackles was Anthony Hitchens. He had five. Then it was Thornhill, Frank Clark, Shervais Ward, Emmanuel Ogba, Honey Badger, Monty Watts, Fenton, Sherman, Breland, then Ragland, and then Passigno. That's, that's the problem, Pete. When you have a line, one linebacker up there, and Anthony Sherman has more tackles than the other linebackers, that's a problem. That, that, that It's a serious problem. I get it. You know, they need to start holding their gaps. We're in a 4-3, not a 3-4. It's one gap responsibility. Let the line the linebackers are not roaming around and making plays. The most frustrating part is that this was a week where you thought it would be there, and it simply wasn't. After you did well against Dalvin Cook, it's just the defense can't play well for Patrick. You're playing Derrick Henry. It should be a linebacker game. Paul and Lawrence, very quickly, what's on your mind? Yeah, say This is Paul and Lawrence. I I think we got to just get back to the Chiefs of old and the fans of old. Um, you go back to Royals of 2014. And, you know, the day after the wild card, we were talking yosted. We were using the term yosted, and then we win eight in a row, and damn near win the World Series. The Chiefs team, they always battle. This team could easily be four and six, not eight and two. We could have been four and six. We, we each went out over the Vikings, and, and we each went out over uh, uh, the Ravens. And I think that in, in those games, you know, we knew they were tough. So we should maybe overlook this one. As fans, this is the Chiefs. This is the NFL. Every game's going to be a dogfight. We've been banged up. We've got a great quarterback. And Andy Reid, I want to win the championship with Andy Reid at the helm. Okay, we owe it to him as fans. He owes it to us as a coach. Let's get back to having each other's back as Chiefs fans. It's a decent point bringing up the 2014 Kansas City Royals run. It, it does seem, especially this year, and it's it's been such an odd year, especially with Patrick Mahomes' injury, where fans are up and down. It's it's one week, okay, we're back, you know, we can do this. Whereas you have this disaster today, and you understand why fans are frustrated. Yeah, you understand when they're frustrated. It, it's the same old thing. And did they, the Titans had this one theme going on a week. They were asked this question: backs against the wall. Right. And I do think that they bought in that mentality. Vrabel really wouldn't go that direction, but all the players, you know, were talking about it. They're four and five. They still think they're a good football team. They do have a good defense. Made that quarterback switch to Tannehill. They can run the football effectively uh, with Derrick Henry at times when they want to, even though they were just 3.9 yards per carry with Derrick Henry coming into this game. But, you know, backs against the wall. But but no game, no game can be taken easily in this league. These can't. Chiefs lose. And I don't think Andy Reid takes games lightly. Chiefs lose 35-32. to 32. When we come back on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show, we'll give you our final verdict. That's next. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jade Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The Chiefs lose, unfortunately, to the Tennessee Titans on this Sunday, November 10, 35-32. They drop to 6-4. and four. The AP postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. We'll take one more call. Jason in Wichita, what do you have to say? Hey, boys. Greeting from Wichita. Hey, Jason. 
Hey, uh, Pete, just want to throw you out a, a quick congrats on the Sweeney stamp of approval hitting the day. Oh, thank you very much. That's important to me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I want to talk about blame here. You know, everybody's calling in saying, well, blame this guy, blame that guy. I think it's more just kind of like you, uh, you tweeted out something about it was a few plays. I mean, it, it was, right. sure, the defense didn't play great, but, you know, the fumble for a touchdown, obviously, I mean, we won the game outside of that. I mean, there's just a handful of plays. I mean, I don't think we have to freak out as a fan base here and just say season over. You know, we have an easy schedule coming up. I mean, I, we go 5-1, and one, we, don't, we win 11 games still. No, it's a good point, Jason, and, and losses do happen. You look at Atlanta today defeating uh, New Orleans 26-9. to There are weird losses every week in the National Football League. It be, could be a team that they overlooked. Uh, but, again, you do have to learn from each and every every loss. You hope the Chiefs do that. We'll see what Andy Reid has to say on the conference call tomorrow. But right now, it's time for the final verdict. Order, order in the post. The final verdict brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm. You deserve more than a lawyer. Scruggs Law Firm is your local injury lawyer. Here we are with our final verdict. We'll turn it over to Judge Bink. Well, the good news is the Chiefs are in a bad division. The Chiefs sit at 6-4. and four. Here come the Raiders, five and four. Chiefs play the, the Chargers Raider. in Mexico City next week. Not going to be easy. Which Chargers team's going to show up? The one that looked like crap with Philip Rivers turning the ball over last week, or the Chargers team that only allowed the Packers to have 184 total yards? Raiders five and four. They played the Bengals next weekend, and the Raiders have a very soft schedule going forward. The Chiefs, you could make that argument as well. They should run the table, except that New England game looms large for the Kansas City Chiefs, but. You know, I've heard a lot of blame from Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. Listen, some of the plays calls by Andy Reid, not perfect. Pat Mahomes, to me, did make up for everything with that jump pass. He was fine. Again, this defense, you cannot allow – took this defense took a major step back. When the, when the Tennessee Titans only had the ball for 22 minutes, you had it for 38 minutes. You dominated time of possession, but you let Derrick Henry steal your lunch money. This is a problem. Why does the defense not choose to stand up for Pat Mahomes? Why do they stand up when Pat Mahomes is out? Yeah, they needed him to. But you know what? Pat Mahomes needs a defense too, Pete. He deserves one. For the first time in his life, go back and look at his high school numbers. You'll <laughs> laugh. 60 and 50 points and still lost. Uh, it, this is going to be analyzed all week, as it should. I think it's, it's going to be ultimately looked at as a missed opportunity to get a win and to stay way ahead of the division. You've now opened the door up for the Oakland Raiders what I want to keep saying is yes this is a bad loss yes there were a lot of mistakes but this is not the end of the world I think everything still because of your six wins that you've built up is right in front of you it is a humbling humbling game you can be beat by anyone on any day it can't just be Patrick Mahomes he had 446 yards and three touchdowns can somebody else step up and on the other side of the football and give this guy some help. I think that is the challenge now ahead of your Kansas City Chiefs. They have to get to the bye week with a good taste in your mouth. I'm not looking at the New England Patriots anymore. I'm not looking at any games down the stretch. You're looking at one game, and that's against the L.A. Chargers in Mexico City. You'll win it. You'll be 7-4. and four. You'll go to the bye week. You'll feel good about yourself. And then the ceiling is still 12 wins, which is possible for this team as long as they get their stuff together. That is your final verdict. On this Chiefs and Titans game. What's coming you, up? You going one game at a time, Pete? You have to now. You have to. I Take I, it one game at a time. I'll no, be, you don't have to. I'll be the first You're one. You're not a coach. I'll, I, listen, I, I, you know, I'm not a coach, but that, that's how I do it. You got to go one day at a time, one game at a time. 
you can't look at any team down the line anymore. I mean, that's just what it is. You thought the Chiefs were good enough where they were this New England and Patriots caliber team where they could just beat everybody, roll over everybody until they get to the playoffs. It just simply isn't the case. There are too many problems with this football team. Now, do I think the year is over? By no, no, no way. I don't think the year is over at all. But a lot of problems to fix for this Chiefs team. No, I'm with you. Many things to fix, but you know what? You're past week 10 now. You know, this is go time here, Pete. November, December, best foot forward. Not a good way to start November. Patrick Mahomes back in the mix. The silver lining is that he had a great game. I think he only builds upon that from here. A couple of injury issues that will certainly be problems the Chiefs have to deal with uh, this week. Uh, you'll hear from Andy Reid tomorrow. we got a full slate for you, starting with Fesco in the morning at 6 a.m., Continuing on with Show and Vern, uh, the drive, and then Mr. Bink at night will have a great show for you tomorrow. Pete's points Pete's right points. at 715. Yeah, 7.15. Tomorrow we'll get back after sleeping on this, a 35-32 to 32 loss to the Tennessee Titans. want to thank Nick Price for doing an outstanding job for us all day. Uh, Ken Swanson on the pregame. For Jay Binkley, my name is Pete Sweeney. If you can, after this loss, have a great night.